Browns Cast. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Browns Cast. I'm your host, Cogs, and we are getting ready for a historic, absolutely historic week against the Baltimore Ravens. This is the game that, as a Browns fan, you will look back on and say, this is, if we win, is the turning point of the franchise where the Browns are no longer the Browns since 1999. It is a new team, and this time it's different. No, seriously, this time it is different. If we play the Ravens like we play the Titans, we have a chance to have a top five historic defense in NFL history. This will be up there with the Buccaneers defense when they beat the Raiders. We'll be up there when the, uh, with the Ravens, how dominant they were in 2000 when they beat the Giants. Uh, the Bears, obviously. I mean, these will be legendary. This is legendary. If we possibly do not give up a touchdown, you will be hearing every pundit for the next two weeks, because we have a bye week after, talking about how the Browns are possibly the best team in the NFL, definitely the best team in the AFC, and that with this defense, it does not matter what's going on with Deshaun Watson. It does not matter that Nick Chubb is in a hospital bed, which, by the way, he had surgery today, and it went really well. He has another surgery coming in a few weeks. He has had two surgeries, but this one was successful. It just happened today. Just got the news. I'll even read it in a little bit. So if this is a big win, this will be what you reminisce on and what you look back on when we when we can look at things five years down the road, ten years down the road, as this is the turning point when the Cleveland Browns became a top franchise in the NFL, competing for AFC championships year in and year out, year in and year out. But there's major concerns that need to be addressed before we can say likely that that's going to happen because it may not. Deshaun Watson is hurt. And he's hurt in probably the most vulnerable area for a quarterback, his arm, his shoulder. Now, he rubs me off as a, he's a game time decision officially, but he rubs me off as a guy who is like a Brett Favre. I'm going to go out there and play no matter what. Now that might hurt the team, but he will play. So I do think he's going to play. Now I've said this on the very first Browns cast, and I will say it again, that if DTR comes in or when DTR comes in, our backup quarterback, UCLA, five-year starter, when he comes back in, or whatever he hits the field. This is a quarterback that is going to be up there with like just how they perform, not saying their careers, but what happened when these backups came in, they never left. Brett Favre, he was a backup that came in, never left. Tom Brady came in, backup, never left. Brock Purdy came in, backup, never left. DTR comes in, backup, you guessed it, he will never leave. So if Deshaun gets re-injured or something happens and he cannot play, What's likely going to happen in this scenario, though, is Dorian Thomas Robinson is going to dominate. He's going to he's going to play very, 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 very well. And people are going to be discussing should we for weeks should we play him? Should we should we play DTR? Deshaun? Deshaun? Blah, blah. And they will actually bring in Deshaun probably, but Deshaun will be on a short leash. Where if he starts throwing three picks or grabbing face masks like every other day, which he was doing against Pittsburgh for whatever reason honestly because he's never played in a division like the AFC North and the Steelers got underneath his skin and so he starts face masking them multiple times which is ridiculous uh, DTR 
will eventually be the franchise quarterback that will bring a Super Bowl to Cleveland. Now, Deshaun might do it in the meantime, but I'm telling you, if DTR comes in, that could ruin Deshaun's career. So you don't want DTR to come in. Now, I think Deshaun's going to play. I think he's going to play fine. Uh, and there's no excuse if he decides to play. It counts. There's. It does not matter if he plays poorly. That is a game just like any other game. If he's fully healthy, if you decide to play, your performance matters. There are no excuses in Cleveland. Okay? Respect is earned. And you play to win the game. Period. Now, I don't know if you've heard, but things are getting a little spicy against the Ravens. And I want to get into the details of the depth chart and all this stuff and what's really going to happen in this game. But Roquan Smith, okay? Roquan Smith, who's actually the leading tackler of the Baltimore Ravens, so respect, uh, was talking about the game and said, quote, we are going to beat their tails in front of their wife and kids. Now, I'm going to play the clip for you because I'm always going to play the source of the material for you. So it's not hearsay. So I think this was a little misinterpreted. I don't think he meant anything like ill will by it, but it's gotten our defense fired up. And if you know anything about our defense getting fired up, what happened in week one when the Bungles said Cleveland is Cleveland? Yeah, we ripped them to shreds. We dominated them. We made Joe Burrow look like a rookie. Okay. We made that team look so shameful. Like they shouldn't even be in the NFL. They should go play in the arena league. That's how bad it was. That was embarrassing. Well, Roquan might've screwed things up and I like to identify trends. And one trend that I can see is every time a team talks smack against the Browns this year, they lose. So do you consider this like week one where Jamar Chase, I believe was said, Cleveland is Cleveland and like not to worry about it. Basically here it is. Here's the clip straight from the horse's mouth. What do you think? You go in there as the, as the enemy to go take over, and that's our plan uh, to actually go take over. I think they call it the dog pound. I consider myself a dog, so I'm right at home in that place. So I'm excited to get back in there. And I know they're a physical football team, but so are we. Honestly, I love it. You know, I love a challenge. You know, at the end of the day, you know, I love looking facing, looking something square in the face and saying, bring it on, bring it on, whatever it is, you know, chin up, chest out. You know, I, I live by that sunset's no regrets. So I'm looking forward to it and I can't wait. You're considered the bad guy because you're going into essentially another man's house and you're trying to take over like his wife, kids, everyone there to watch them. So you we going over to beat their tails in front of their wife and kids. So when you think about it from that perspective, like any man's going to, you know, fight to the death from that point. I know if that's me in that case, I know I would. So uh, I think about it from that standpoint and I'm just going in, you know, just like I prepare for any other game, play to the whistle play physical and hit anything that moves. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what you pissed off the Brownies. You pissed them off and the team was asked about it. I'm going to play one clip, but JOK was asked about it. A walk was asked about it. And this is a walks response. Anthony Walker. This is what he said to that. Well, um, this is our job. This is our livelihood. Um, you know, we play, we're blessed to play in the NFL each week. Um, we got an opportunity to play a game this Sunday. Uh, we don't need any extra motivation, but we always appreciate it. Woo! Uh, <laughs> we don't need any extra motivation. Why? Because we're dominating teams. We're making teams look like JV, which is what we predicted in week one. The Titans, we thought things were going to be a little more rough, but Deshaun Watson woke up. Played incredible. 
even with throwing the ball backwards. That's incredible. Now, this defense, this is the game. This is There's no more important game than this game for the rest of the year. We lose this game, chalk us up to probably another average season. We win this game, this podcast will probably be correct in our prediction with an AFC championship appearance for the Cleveland Browns. This is it. This will set the tone for the rest of the AFC North. This will let people know, you know that dogs got to eat too. Now Lamar runs, he scrambles, he throws, but this is a new offense. In fact, their offensive coordinator was the offensive coordinator of the Browns in 2019 with Freddie Kitchens. So it used to be Greg Roman, but he stepped down. So the whole offense is different for Baltimore. And you could tell because they lost against the Colts last week, they're still getting in the groove. A lot of loose ends they need to tighten up. I think what you're going to see, and this is my biggest concern with our defense, is you're going to see a lot of screens. Like even on third and 12th, they're going to throw a screen and possibly go and get that first down. We're going to pull up like perfect coverage. We'll rush in. You know, we're going to rush in really quickly with the ends, but then they're going to throw out a screen and they're going to have blockers lead the way. So watch out for the amount of screens that the Ravens run. If they run a bunch of screens and they work, that's not going to be good. If Lamar has a field day on his feet and our QB spy doesn't work, not good. But if we let him throw it and we get our pass rushers in there and we play like we've played for the first three games, <laughs> I, 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 I'm telling you, people are going to talk about, are the Browns for real? Are they going to the Super Bowl? I know it's early, but that's what they're going to talk about, especially with a bye week. So um, I, I like that he talks smack, um, but people, okay. Let's get into some stats first. Let's get into some, what are we getting? Oh, let's get into some injuries first because what happened is ridiculous. So Cleveland Browns, this weekend, Joku was, uh, where is it right here? David Joku is questionable because he had a fire pit in his backyard and he burnt his like face and hands off. But he then went to X, formerly known as Twitter, and said, flesh is weak, I'll see you Sunday. Something like that. I'm paraphrasing. I think that might have been exactly it. Like, flesh is weak, I will see you Sunday. Like, doesn't matter that I burnt my face off because I don't know how to handle a fire. You know, remember, like, uh, Juan Pierre or whatever of the Giants, and he, like, did fireworks in his backyard and blew off his fingers? The only thing you can't, you don't do as an NFL player is mess with fires or fireworks in your backyards and either burn your hands off or lose fingers. And if you don't do that, you will be very successful and have a great life. But we have a player that falls under the category of burning their face off. Okay, we'll see how he is, but he says he's playing. Okay, I don't know how bad the burns are, but he has literal burns from his fire pit. Now, I don't know if you've ever been on a fire pit. I don't know what this man was doing to burn his NFL tight end hands and face in a fire pit. I just don't understand. I really don't understand. That is mind-blowing. It's the only thing you need to protect, and you go and play in a fire? Like what? Even I played around fire pits. I never like went into the fire. This is an NFL athlete. I'm not even an NFL athlete. I'm a commentator. I'm the voice of the Browns. It's unbelievable, isn't it? It's unbelievable. So he's questionable, but he still play. Deshaun Watson is questionable, but he'll probably play. Dorian Thompson Robinson. I'm just telling you, watch out for him in the future. Not his time yet. It's just not his time. Otherwise, we're healthy. Uh, and, uh, it's going to be good to have, uh, Greg Newsom back. Uh, 
he actually is not even on the injury report. So that's fantastic. It was his elbow, just in case you were wondering. So let's go to the Baltimore depth chart. Lamar is good. Now Zay Flowers, perfectly healthy, and the person picked number round one, 22, in the 2023 draft from Boston College. This guy is a playmaker. Absolute stud. Turns on a dime, and they target him so much more than everybody else on the team. In fact, they target him. Let's just get right into the juice, shall we? They target him, I think, twice as much as the second player. It's not even close. It's insane. Uh, let me get you the exact stats here. So uh, we got Zay Flowers, uh, 21 receptions uh, this year. And the second closest is nine. There's two of them. Mark Andrews is one of them. But Zay Flowers has 21 receptions on 25 targets. The second most targets is Mark Andrews, the tight end, who should be having a great year, but is not. Maybe it's because of the new offense. Mark Andrews is nine receptions on 13 targets. Again, Zay is 21 on 25 targets, 188 yards, nine yards average. Nelson Aguilar has 102 yards who's second, and then Mark Andrews 80. It's a pretty big drop-off. Pretty big drop-off after Zay. Okay? Um, yards after carry, this is where this guy's a playmaker. Zay, 102 yards after contact. I mean, that's, oh, sorry, yards after catch, not contact necessarily. Yards after catch, 102. I mean, that's no joke. That's insane. Now, I said Roquan on their defense is leading the team. So, you know, at least the guy who's talking smack is their leading tackler who has 33 tackles. Patrick Queen, 31 tackles, good player. So they got a good team. You know, what this is ultimately going to come down to is two things, in my opinion, two, two big things. So the first thing, is the Ravens offensive line. If the Ravens offensive line cannot stop our defensive line, if they literally cannot stop Miles Garrett and Z and everybody else rushing, if they can't stop it, the Browns are going to dominate. I think they're going to give a good um, challenge. I think Miles Garrett will get his I think Z may even get his. I think we will get at least three sacks. But with Lamar moving, they might do a lot of play. Actually, they might get him out of the pocket, give him some space. But, you know, Schwartz is very good. You know, it's really going to come down to our linebackers, which I said before the season started, is our weakest link. And when you have a rushing quarterback and you need a linebacker either to spy or to play coverage or to blitz, it's going to come down to, like, open field tackle with Lamar Jackson. That's going to be a linebacker, like, Eight out of ten times. Maybe Newsom will come in or Delpit because Delpit's a beast. Absolute beast. Playing a Pro Bowl season as of right now. So it's going to come down to our linebackers. If our linebackers can hit open field tackles, we're going to be in great shape. And it's always going to come down to the offensive line of the Cleveland Browns again. Especially Jed Wills. If we let Watson get sacked five times, and if Watson throws a pick, it's not going to be good. And I've said this before, and I'll say it again. Every game, Deshaun Watson has zero turnovers. The Browns win. So if he has no turnovers, the Browns will win. We will never lose a game when Deshaun Watson doesn't have a turnover. That's how good our defense is. Now, will we let up a touchdown? Yeah, I think we will. I think we're going to let up a couple. There's no way we keep this up. If we do keep this up and Zay doesn't get in, nobody gets in, Lamar doesn't get in, 
uh, the offenses again. I mean, our offense gives up a ton of touchdowns. In fact, our offense gives up more touchdowns than our defense, but that's not here or there. Um, I would say that if our defense even lets, if our defense lets up 14 points, we're letting up 10 points a game right now, which is the best in the NFL. You know, we should still be able to overcome that when we're putting up 24 points a game. It's basically going to come down to turnovers and our offensive line. If we have no turnovers, we win. If we have one turnover, it's a toss-up. If we have more than one turnover, we're giving the game to the Ravens. But this is the ultimate test. So when you talk now, the line's jumping all around because uh, Deshaun's playing, Deshaun's not playing, all this stuff. Um, What I have right now is, I believe, two and a half. I got Cleveland minus two and a half and over under 39. I would take the under 39. I know that's low as is, but these teams, if Deshaun is a little banged up and how good our defense is and, you know, our offense, they they play physical. They got a good defense. They're a good team. They're a good team. I hate them, but they're good. They're very good. Okay. They're right behind us in a lot of rankings with like yards and stuff like that. Uh, Yards allowed and whatnot. So I would take the under 39. And when you say Cleveland minus two and a half, I do think this year's different. I think this team's different. This year is different. Browns cover by at least seven. At least seven. 16 sunny, at least seven. So can we contain Lamar? Can our linebackers do their jobs? Um, and if Lamar runs around, can our corners hold coverage? Can Denzel, uh, Newsom, Emerson, and even Delpit in them, and Thornell, can they hold the coverage long enough for us to either get that sack, tackle Lamar in a one-yard game, or get a pick. I don't think we're going to lose at home. I think Deshaun will play okay. I think we'll be just fine. And um, you're going to see something different this year. You're going to see us be 3-0 and at home, 3-1 and going into our bye. And that is with uh, two division wins and one loss. But two wins, and we really should have three if our offense didn't give up two touchdowns themselves. It's crazy. It's absolutely insanity. Um, so what else we got? Let's play the preview real quick of the game to get you, you know, some stats, everything you need to know, the official NFL preview real quick, and then we'll jump in on the other side and we will uh, go through the uh, depth chart and kind of what to expect. So this is a um, seven minute preview, the official preview of the game, everything you need to know, Baltimore Ravens versus Cleveland Browns week four game preview. AFC North coming right back at us in front of our crowd. 14 games left in this season, and our focus is going to turn very quickly to Cleveland in Cleveland, the division game on the road. Baltimore Ravens, one of several teams that may have overlooked their opponent week three. It's up, and it is good! Full game! I-N-D-Y! Tough one for us. Uh, our chances to win the game. Uh, didn't happen for us. Ravens are in Cleveland this week, facing a Browns team they definitely won't do that to. The defense suffocating. Your quarterback, the best game he's had in a Cleveland Browns uniform. What a great win for the Browns. Nothing to worry about here, Dog Pound. All those draft picks, all those bags of green, not wasted, especially if you get 2023 Week 3 Deshaun Watson in Week 4. We have so much talent on, on that side of the ball. It's just, it's just fun to watch, and it's just... A matter of when. Watson's going to take a shot. Cooper, wide open. Touchdown. We're finding our stride, and we got to keep doing Well, for that and much longer than before, but let's not look past it. Watson finally heads into a game as a Brown with Mojo on his side as a passer. 27 of 33, 
289 yards, a couple TDs, no picks, rating dial tuned in to 123.4. They play groovy jams on that station. Watson throwing far side, it's caught. Just an exquisite pass from Watson. Well, there's that beautiful ball down the field that Deshaun Watson is known for. How likely is it that Watson keeps it going? Ravens secondary has not been easy on any of the quarterbacks it's faced. C.J. Stroud in week one, who has looked great since then. Joe Burrow week two. And then last week, Gardner Minshew held him to 5.2 yards per attempt in a low 80s rating. Minshew threw a beautiful ball, but Stevens came in with his right hand and knocked the ball free. Baltimore decided the ballroom blitz was the best way to bother Uncle Rico. They blitzed him 51% of his pass attempts. That's really high. Baltimore safety Kyle Hamilton had three sacks last week. Blitz pressure coming. Minshew hit. Sack! Back at the 45-yard line. The ball comes loose. Watson, nine sacks taken this year on blitzes. He took three last week, all on blitzes. His rating facing five-plus rushers dropped to 77. Field play fake to him. Watson is going to get swallowed up and sacked back at the 10. Roger McCreary on a corner blitz was there. Cleveland's offense lived with it, though. Still one easy. When Baltimore doesn't get to him, their DBs have to track Amari Cooper first and foremost. 90 yards in week two, 110 plus last week, and he scored. First of all, what an incredible throw. Was a catch and the runner stepped out of bounds. First down. Second of all, what an incredible catch. Cleveland wide receiver DPJ is always a threat to hit big, 49 yards last week. Elijah Moore caught nine balls in week three. Nine balls? Nine balls on nine targets. Hands it over to Moore. Oh, it's a little end around and a flea flicker back to Watson who fires it back to Moore to the right side. He's got some space and some blockers. Not a lot of yards, but chain mover at times. Running back Jerome Ford scored twice, once on a pass. Watson, looking down the left side, he's got a wide open Jerome Ford. Ford didn't generate many rush yards, though. Browns ran for less than 100 yards as a team, so that phase of their offense is now an X-factor land until further notice. Ravens faced 35 runs in Week 3, gave up 120 yards to Zach Moss, but they made him work at least. Patrick Queen and Roquan make them tough to gash. Hands it off to Zach Moss, spins nowhere to go, and it'll be taken down by Brent Urban for a loss of one. Ravens' defense wasn't really to blame for their loss. Yes, Justin Tucker forgot what Tucker time means. But Baltimore's offense has work to do as well this week. Only 6 for 16 on third down. Turned it over twice, only scored twice. We had plenty of opportunities to put the game away, uh, especially when our defense did a great job of stopping those guys. You know, um, great field position. We didn't move the ball at all. Um, that, that, that ticked me off. Will Baltimore have Gus Edwards? Had over 50 rushing yards, 11 carries in week three. Give it to Gus Edwards right up the middle. He's got a big hole, spins his way across the midfield line. First down, Ravens. Then leaves with a concussion. Don't ever apply for the Baltimore running back position, by the way. Ravens offense needs Gus or someone to take the focus off Lamar. He gave Baltimore 100-plus yards on the ground, two scores. Spread it out for Lamar to read, and he will step up and go. Inside the five, to the goal line, and what kind of rush defense do the Browns have to offer up? Yeah, I mean, our defense is playing late sale. Cleveland hammered Tennessee's rush attack, though it's nothing like Baltimore's at all. But for the record, they turned Derrick into Peasant Henry, held him to 1.8 a run. Hands it off to Henry, he swallowed up. Loss on the play as Miles Garrett is there. Teams come in here and they say, don't let 95 wreck the game. 
and he continues to do it. The best one-on-one or two-on-one, Miles Garrett versus Lamar Jackson and his left tackle. Garrett, three and a half sacks last week. You're punishing guys. You're making a, you're making a long day for them, whether it's uh, physically or you're just, you're just beating them with, with hands and finesse. Tannehill gets the snap from his own end zone. He is pressured and he gets dropped. You know who? Miles Garrett would get another sack. Baltimore left tackle Ronnie Stanley, a stud, didn't play last week, so wait and see on him. Jackson was sacked four times by the Colts. Jackson in the pocket, feeling pressure, escapes left side, and he is going down. And Quinny Pay was all over Jackson. When he can throw, he hopes to have OBJ back. He missed last week. He loves throwing to rookie slot wide receiver Zay Flowers. Ten targets in week three, almost 50 yards. Lamar wants to throw. Fires it, completes the midfield. Zay Flowers with his second catch of the day. Tight end Mark Andrews only accounted for 35, but he's a Lamar fave. Jackson of the gun wants to throw on second and short. Fires down the seam. He's got Andrews across midfield, and he's flipped off his feet at the Colt 46-yard line. Brown's secondary they face has played every quarterback they've faced well. Joe Burrow, Kenny Pickett, then week three dominated Ryan Tannehill, only 104 yards, 4.2 per attempt, a low 60s rating. Tannehill being pressured, looks deep down the right side, Ward with the great coverage, and it is incomplete. These two teams are not fans of each other, like Chang Wang and those dudes who wanted some late-night grub. Let's So Denzel Ward is playing lights out. He might be the top cornerback in the NFL right now. Absolutely unbelievable. My biggest worry about this game when it comes to the Ravens offense is Mark Andrews. I could see them sneaking a tight end screen, you know, blocking uh, Miles and then going out for a pass and quickly getting it to him and getting eight yards. Watch Mark Andrews. Keep your eye on Mark Andrews, the tight end of the Baltimore Ravens. I think this could be his big breakout game with over 100 yards. Just a guess. Uh, depends if Gus is playing, if their left tackle's playing. Um, if the left tackle's not playing, they're in for a rude awakening. I think we're going to just exploit it. Depending on their rushing game, if they have a big guy going up the gut, can they get that seven-yard gain, eight-yard eight, eight, yeah, eight gain like they did against the Colts? Can they do that? Uh, depends on who's playing. Depends on the, the concussion protocol there. Uh, when it comes to their defense, you know, I think Amari's a liable. You know, can Donovan Peoples-Jones get open? Can we use Ford? Can we rush the ball? Can we get four yards of carry? Can we get five yards of carry? It's going to be really interesting to watch our rushing attack. That's for sure. Are we going to get a big run? Uh, but again, is Deshaun Watson healthy enough to sling the ball accurately like he did last week as opposed to every other game that he has played for the Cleveland Browns? Final prediction for this game is, drum roll please, That's not a drum roll, but here we go. Cleveland Browns, 21. Baltimore Ravens, 17. That's a total of 38 points. It covers the under, and the Browns also cover the line. Big day for the dogs. This is historic. There's no game that's been bigger in Cleveland Browns history in the past 23, 24 years than tomorrow. This is it. This is going to make Cleveland a top contender for years, or we just go right back to Cleveland as Cleveland. So keep your eyes out as to what happens in this game, because this is it. If you're a Browns fan, you better cheer your butt off, because a win here is a win for the next decade. This is it. Mark my words. Biggest game you've ever seen in your life.
Go Browns.